Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor if you have ever wondered what happens when we die why do christians believe in heaven well you found the right podcast i'm mark dickey and i'm Bert miller this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on the Bridge Radio Station. My co-host is Pastor Bert Miller, Solid Ground Church in Lewis, Delaware. Bert, how are you doing today? Mark, insert placeholder name here, <laughs> Dickey. I'm doing great. That's a good one. Thank you. That's a really Thank good you. one. I. <laughs> um. <laughs> That you you got me there. <laughs> maybe maybe the uh, the listener now knows that you don't actually know what my middle. I name is. I don't know what your middle name is, but one of these days I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Like just the the odds are in my favor. If we just keep doing this show, eventually there's only so many things that you can say. One of them has to be you. Yeah. yeah. Is that your ultimate goal? What? No, probably not, because you wouldn't have guessed many of your guesses if you were actually trying to guess my middle name. I like to think that one of these days I'll luckily stumble upon it, but it doesn't keep me up at night okay. in terms of what, what we're going to say here, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing my mother didn't name me placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but speaking of a weird parent naming, though, I don't know if we talked about this or not. I mean, you and I have, but just not on the show. Like, So my name is actually Mark. Right, so that my, my my first name is Mark, and and my middle name is I, I go by Bert. And my parents named me that way with the intention of calling me Bert. They gave me the name Mark with the intention of calling me Bert, which is very uh, it's, it's different, isn't it? And you're Mark with a C, right? It's true. I'm Mark yeah. with a K. Yeah. We almost called it the Mark and Mark podcast. Marky Mark. Mark an E is and in Spanish, so it would be oh. Marky Mark. Oh, I thought that was a clue as to your middle name. Nope. Doesn't start with an E. No. Okay. No, Mark E, Mark and. No, no, I get it. I'm just okay. like, I, I thought maybe that was like a, a clue to the, the middle name. No. Okay. No, 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 not E. My dad's middle name is E. Okay. Oh, oh you hear that? I, I do. <laughs> That's my blood sugar dropping. And scene. <laughs> no, we can keep that. <laughs> We're real here on the Why Do Christians podcast. Yeah, so I'm type 1 diabetic, and uh, sometimes my phone beeps at me. It says, Mark, eat, get some sugar. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> sugar, we're going down. That's, I sing that. Is that Fallout Boy? Yeah, I sing okay. that internally. Okay. Sugar, we're going down. So, what are we talking about today, Mark? <laughs> what 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 what's our occasion for? Uh... Yeah, now that my sugar is fine. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about heaven today, and we're talking about heaven one because it's sort of normal. It's a very normal thing to talk about when it comes to faith. Mm. You know, I would say a lot of people might even choose to believe in God because they, they just really, really hope (laughs) that there is something more than this world. There's more than uh, what is it? Life, life, death, and taxes. What's that phrase? I don't don't know know that phrase. No. Ah, yeah. We're here today to talk about heaven 
and it is kind of a weird thing to talk about. It's also mm. kind of a normal thing to talk about. I would say a lot of people, if I were to make a guess, okay, when you ask them if they believe in God, a lot of it has to do with, yeah, I, I hope I go to heaven one day. I hope, right. you know, you go to a funeral and there are people who've never been to church in their life, but they all of a sudden are very, very spiritual sure. people because, well, I sure hope I get to see that person again. Sure. Yeah. It's almost as though we weren't, we were not meant to die. Mm. You know, specifically the reason we're, we're talking about heaven today. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, the, the week that it comes out, uh, Bert and I have a very interesting tie. This is the, the yeah. one year anniversary uh, November 2nd yeah. in 2022. So right about the, the week of this podcast yeah. is coming out. And November I, 6th for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. We both lost our moms last year. Yeah. Within just days of each other. Yeah. And it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, and I, I've told you this before. So I remember uh, when uh, my mom took a turn. Um, so I found out that your mom had died because uh, uh, my mom took a turn and she was laying on her deathbed and what, and what my parents were doing was they they were listening to the bridge they were playing uh christian radio listening to music there that was very very consoling and helpful to them and so i just you know knowing that that you you work here at the station and all that you do i just shot you a thank you text to just let you know hey man this is mattering to my family uh a lot and that's when uh you, you let me know unfortunately about what, what had happened with your mom yeah literally you texted that to me and I'll never forget getting that text because it was two or three hours before you texted me that, that I had found out that my wow. mom died. Wow. And man, it's wild to think that in the last hours of your mom's life, probably the afternoon show, I read a scripture absolutely to her. That's absolutely. Why, and I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. That is just a, a just a phenomenally yeah. cool thing about radio well and then i mean look man um they they played uh ten thousand reasons by matt redmond at her funeral mm. um she didn't hear that at my church um <laughs> you know what i'm saying she, and she didn't hear it uh at my dad's church like like she picked that song up i, I believe off this station and loved it. it went to right to her heart wow so yeah that's really cool yeah i didn't know that mm -hmm. um you know even though we lost my mom unexpectedly. She, she had surgery complications. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom was only in her late sixties and uh, it, it was unexpected. She just, she was recovering from surgery and the, the surgery was just too much for her and we lost her. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was hard, obviously the woman who raised me, I lost her, but I have this piece mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. Uh, the way that I've described, hmm. I have this piece because I know where she is and I know that I get to see her again. Mm. The The way that I have described losing her to people and, and this piece that I have is it's like, you know, you're on, you have, you have your plane going to Disney You're you're going somewhere that okay. you want to go. That is a place I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And you just found out your flight got delayed. Mm. you're like oh man okay i guess i'll wait a few hours so you're kind of stuck in the airport waiting for the thing still yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that's kind of how it feels it's like okay man i really wish i could have hugged my mom or called my mom on sure. mother's day yeah 
or on uh, her birthday when that came around. Wow, this is the first uh, day. This is the first September 5th that I right. didn't call my mom. Or here's an occasion I would call about just random life stuff. Or, oh, and, yeah. my, my two-year-old, or, my, or she's one right now. My one-year-old just said these words. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell grandma yeah. about that. Yeah. And yeah, not getting to tell. But you know what? I get to see her again. I know sure. where she's going to be. For sure. And maybe that's a, a good reason to talk about this today because, you know, maybe maybe you're, you're listening into this uh, podcast and, and, and you've lost somebody and, and you're wondering, you know, where are they? What, what's going on? Maybe um, this is, you know, I think maybe our hope would be that, that this can be helpful with grief or, or yeah. peace for sure. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh, what... <laughs> The big question, what happens when you die? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, though. Like, um, so you referenced earlier, like, how this is sort of at the forefront of a lot of our minds with spirituality, right? And I think it's interesting. I don't know. I- I've been at some funerals where people almost, when, when they don't have a biblical framework, they actually invent spirituality around death to yes. try and bring solace. And, and they say things that... Um, they mean well. It's coming from a place of grief, but they're just not necessarily like. Well, I can say they're definitely not the Christian faith. So you know, mm. maybe so and so loved birds, and oh, I saw a bird. I know they sent that. Well, maybe, but maybe not. There's nothing in the Bible about that. Or you know, one time I was with a grieving family, and um, somebody said a thing about you know this father who had passed, and she meant really well. She said you know like God needed another angel in heaven, um, but the Bible is pretty clear: angels are not dead people. That's not mm. that's not a thing, um, and and I would just recommend not saying that to anybody who's grieving because basically what you're saying is, yes, you missed that person, but God snatched them because He needed something. Um, so I don't think it actually helps a, a view of God. Um, I'm reminded of uh, it might be Psalm 50, where uh, God says, "If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you." Yeah, yeah. Like He doesn't need anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to this, like, okay, what happens when we die? You know, it's, it's interesting. The Bible doesn't talk that much about heaven, mm. like percentage-wise, um, because it's a book about our relationship with God here that ultimately goes towards heaven. But but the teachings on it, I mean, it, you would think like as much as we obsess over death and how many people treat heaven as kind of this like, you know, I'm going to take faith so that I, I get heaven when I die. But the, the reality is most of the scripture is about you knowing God here on the earth. Um with the hope of him raising you at the end. So if we're saying, okay, like what happens when we die? Um, first and foremost, Hebrews is pretty clear. It says that each person is destined to die once. And after that comes uh, judgment, meaning when we die, we stand before God. And uh, if we are in Christ, uh, we go into heaven. And if we are not, uh, we are brought into judgment. Um, hell, that 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 whole thing there. Although this this is not a podcast on hell, it's, it's on heaven. So, right. you know, um, some people they they and let me be clear, like that there are different Christian groups that maybe have different beliefs about heaven. Some they believe in what's called soul sleep, which is this idea of like when you die, your soul goes to sleep and then you're awoken at the end with the resurrection of the dead. Um, I don't take that view, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give. Mm. Uh, scripture from, from from my own uh, theology of this, but I, I just have to you know be clear that this isn't what everybody believes. Um, so I think there's really good scripture for the idea of like no, we do have a, a disembodied state. 
that our spirit or our soul leaves our body uh, when we die, and we, uh, in a spirit sense, stand before the Lord. I'm, uh, some verses that I think uh, would affirm that would be Second Corinthians five eight, where Paul says, uh, "We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord." Well, that that sounds as though when we we die, we we leave our body behind this earthly tent and go to be with the Lord. Another one would be Philippians one twenty three, where Paul says. Uh, like he's debating, like, should he remain on the earth or should he, you know, die, right? And he mm-hmm. says, I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. So again, we see this idea of leaving here, right, and going to be with Jesus. Another one would be, um, you go forward to the book of Revelation. There's a, a scene where John is in the throne room of God in heaven. And he says in Revelation 6, 9, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony uh, that they had maintained. So again, we see soul spirits of people in heaven. Hmm. Um, and the last one I would probably bring up here would be 1 Thessalonians 4.14, where um, Paul's talking about the return of Jesus, but he makes this interesting uh, statement about it. He says, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So when Jesus returns and he comes down to the earth from heaven, he's bringing with him his people who have been there with him. Mm. Um, and so, you know, what can we glean about heaven? Um, based on that, I think we can glean that, number one, it's a place uh, of the, the reign and rule of God. It's his throne. Um, it's a spiritual realm. There are angels there ministering before him for sure, but also the spirits of the saints uh, are present with him. But it's also another thing to realize is that heaven is not here. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes people they think like that heaven is this kind of it's a dimension that's behind here, but every bit of language that we have about heaven in both the Old and New Testament it speaks of it. And there are times where heaven invades the earth and, and like it touches down, and there are places of overlap. And thinking of like the temple or the Garden of Eden, these would be places where heaven overlaps with earth, but it's it's viewed as something separate. So think about uh, with with uh, Jacob uh, Jacob's ladder in Genesis, where it says like he saw angels ascending and descending a staircase up into heaven, right? Mm. Um, so it is somewhere else. Um, Jesus coming down would be from somewhere else. When Jesus uh, leaves in Acts 1 and he ascends up into heaven, on he goes upward and somewhere else. And so I think the very first thing that we we learn is, as we begin to study the scriptures is heaven is not here and those who are in Christ will be there with God. Hmm. So my immediate logic hearing that is someone who dies – leaves earth so yeah. therefore they're not they're not here in not bodily form are you talking about like ghosts sure yeah 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 there's i don't think there's really any biblical room for that um the, the only place you could possibly glean that would be the witch of endor in first samuel where she conjures the spirit of samuel but that is not uh clearly not to be the norm mm-hmm. um and and that that story would be sort of god bringing judgment in an unexpected way so it so it's not a thing of, hey, Samuel was hanging out here. Okay. Um, so I think the book of Hebrews, uh, again, I mentioned it earlier, but I'll just give you the explicit verses. This would be Hebrews 9, 27, where it says, people are destined to die once and then face judgment. Um, so I think the the clear teaching, again, you could also think about Jesus' parable with the rich man and Lazarus. The guy dies and immediately goes into, uh, in his case, uh, hell, the underworld, and you've got Lazarus in heaven with uh, Abraham. So there's no real space for this idea of like a person's spirit or soul remaining here on the earth in that interim. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. 
Um, so, and then my, I guess my follow-up to that is they're not here. Uh, a lot of people will use the phrase, oh, they're watching down on us. Yeah. Um, is that a man-made concept or like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so here's what I can say. Okay. Um, I think you can glean a verse to mean that. Mm-hmm. but it isn't necessarily right. So Hebrews 12, one says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And so you, you could, you could read that verse to mean that uh, there are witnesses in heaven looking down on us um, and uh, watch. I mean, that's possible. My only hang up with, with that would be, I mean, the other way you could take that would just be, hey, it's the witness of the people who've come before us. And they were like, because the context for that passage is, you know, think of so-and-so who was faithful to God. Think of so-and-so who was faithful to God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would probably take that passage more to mean um, that, like, we've had a precedent for our faith, and that's the cloud of witnesses, like, going to this moment where we currently stand. Um, only other reason I, I say that, and again, I could be wrong. Like, this is an area where there might be some gray the Bible doesn't talk about hey, like you know that you know is there a, a portal that people look down through to love I mean I, I don't know I do know that in Psalm 16 David describes being in God's presence in heaven mm-hmm. and he says this he says you make known to me the path of life and he says in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore but that line there in your presence there is fullness of joy and and what that means is that there's no, like there's so much joy in the presence of God in heaven that there's no space for there to be more joy. Mm-hmm. Like fullness of joy means it's the maximum amount of joy there could be. And mm-hmm. so I would be, you know, like I think people see exactly what they need to see there for that to be the case, but they also don't see exactly what they don't need to see there for that to be the case. Um, and so the, the 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 focus of heaven. I know, like we want to ask that question because we want to know. Like, hey, you know, we're thinking about our loved ones who have left. Like, are they thinking about us too? Are they looking right. in on us? Um, I think they, if if they're in Christ, they are experiencing the maximum joy that anyone can experience. Mm. But I don't know what that means for what they're aware of uh, that's happening with us right now. Yeah. So what what I have been taught is that. When you're in heaven, you're in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when you are with him, you are just, you can't help but worship God. Yeah, for sure. He is just so infinitely incredible that, you know, the, the I mean, I bet even the, the mere sight of the light emitting from him, if that's how he looks, like, mm. Mm. <laughs> you're just going to fall on your knees and worship. And uh, so I, I've been taught that, you know, yeah, that's nice to think that someone might be watching over you or looking down on you. But the the truth is, if they're in the presence of the Lord, they are just so one hundred percent focused on Him. They're the one that they're with the one that they were made for. Yes, right, right, and it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you might hear that and go, "Oh, like we've got to spend all of our right. time thinking about God in heaven." <laughs> like, no, 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 it's gonna, like. <laughs> Well, you know what, see, but that's actually interesting, and and I think that's something that that is worth talking about, and that's what heaven is like, because yeah. because how many of us like we picture heaven as this sort of ethereal, you know, the person's in a cloud, um, maybe they're playing a harp, right. um, and it's like unending church, right? It's sort of 
an unending, unending church service for eternity where everybody's wearing a robe and it's just this kind of all white type deal. I blame Looney Tunes yeah, for that. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, Bugs Bunny, sure. Um, but that's not really how heaven is described at all. You can think about um, the, the the verbal picture. And again, uh, in Revelation, there's a lot of allegory there, but it's vibrant with color and glass seas and these different rocks that are just brilliant in, in color. Or you can think about, um, you know, a really good one, actually, if we're removing all allegory would just be Jesus's words to the thief on the cross in Luke 23, hmm. where, um, you know, there's a story Jesus is on the cross. There's a thief next to him. The thief says, Jesus, remember uh, me when you come into your kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus's response to him, this is Luke 23, 43. He says, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Hmm. And that word, that word that we translate as paradise, I mean, it's it's the Greek word, parad- paradiso. Okay, so nothing that deep, but here's the, the connotation for it. Um, it. It's talking about a garden. Like, hmm. like Paradiso is about, um, like if you, if you were to look at how, you know, Jewish thought in the first century and what, the, what that meant to them, it's actually most likely um, a reference to Eden hmm. and the Garden of Eden that we've lost in the fall. And so you think about Eden with like teeming with life and waterfalls and uh, vegetation, all this stuff. And the idea is that in Jesus, we will be restored to the place that we were created to be placed. And so it's not really this drab, sort of uh, all-white, you know, blinding place in that way, although certainly God's glory is uneclipsed. And you find over and over again the idea of like the angels and cherub just falling down before him and crying out, holy, holy, holy. Um, But even then, like holy, 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 that doesn't, that's not just a religious word. What that word means um, is there's nothing like you, right? Like that you are entirely separate and other. And so when, so you have this picture of angels before God, and they're and they're going holy, holy, holy. And basically, these are angels who have been before God for millenniums, right? Mm. And yet, as God is just revealing who He is, and they're seeing Him in His infinite, unbridled glory, they can't help but just sort of exclaim, like, "Whoa! We didn't even know there was this much to you. Wow! There really is nothing like you." And then, okay, they're well, then that's kind of selling in. Whoa! Like, I didn't know you were this amazing and what like that's the idea like that nothing compares to him and this is a very different picture of heaven that it's not this thing of like hey just bow down and 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 we're going to just you know sing with an organ or a harp no it's 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 life in the purest fullest sense because it's the originator of life Mm. i'm just when you were describing that i'm just picturing kids opening christmas gifts Mm -hmm. And just whoa, like yeah. this is amazing. But Nintendo like, 64. You remember that video? Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. But like that quarter second, ten minute, you know, exclamation of wow, I can't believe like something this amazing is here for me. Yeah. But it just goes on forever. Forever. Why? Because in his presence there is <laughs> fullness of joy. That's there amazing. there cannot be more joy than there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, as I'm trying to think through that, wow, what would it be like to just open Christmas presents nonstop? Well, eventually, you would get bored, get bored. of opening Christmas presents. But even- this is something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's even yeah. better than that. Yeah. Oh, man. Or seeing a long-lost friend over and over and over again, uh, just the greatest moments of your life over and over and over again for eternity, that joy, fullness of joy. That, being, that being like a way to try and wrap your head around that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Man, and, you know, that's something else to realize um and that is that in heaven 
if we're looking at how the New Testament describes it, we know that we're conscious. Mm-hmm. That that it's not a thing of, you know, we lose personhood or we lose identity or you know, sort of absorbed into some ball of souls or whatever. Like, no, we maintain uh, our intelligence, our ability, like to like to grasp that. Um, and so there is this thing, I think it was specifically about two places would be um, Jesus talking about in the resurrection, how people aren't married or given in marriage, but they're like the angels in heaven. Hmm. You know, the angels have consciousness. Um, the other would be Revelation 6.10, where um, you find this moment where the souls of those who are who have been slain for the gospel are asking God, Lord, how long until you avenge our blood, right? Um, and that's, there's kind of one, like, Lord, when are you going to do your thing, Okay. Um, and that itself means that they remember what happened in their lives. Wow. Right. And so you're you, but you're greater than you because you're experiencing life in a way that this broken, uh, fallen world, uh, you know, it hinders, but they're not so much. Hmm. (laughs) Hey Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. And the best part, as, as great as this is, it doesn't stop there. Nah, man. Heaven is the interim, right? That's the thing that that's the thing that you know. I don't know how it how it's come about, but we've many of us we've lost this. That heaven is not our final hope. Yeah, heaven is the thing that we get to experience while we wait for the final hope. The right? ultimate. Now we're back in the airport waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> different, yeah. Different analogy, right? So, so like heaven is what we experience while we wait for the resurrection of the dead. The hope of the Christian faith is not heaven when we die. It's the resurrection of the dead, the redemption of creation. That's why the Bible begins with earth's creation and fall and ends with earth's restoration in Christ, <laughs> right? So like just Bible, Genesis and Revelation, Genesis, God creates the heavens and the earth. Uh, Adam and Eve, our first parents, rebel against God. It plunges the earth into darkness, rebellion, brokenness. Uh, Paul would later in Romans trace sin, death. Uh, evil back to that moment of the fall and we've been sort of suffering the consequences of it ever since revelation i don't know if you remember like the way that john looks after you know the completed work of christ he says you know in the culmination of the kingdom he says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old way of things had passed away right Mm -hmm. why because it's his redemption that's why jesus rises in a body and not just as a spirit because he's called uh the first fruits of the resurrection in other words um, he is he is the one like w- that is the promise. Hey, just as uh, God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, so He will raise us as well to never experience death again. And that is the hope. The like, and you know, I know maybe that's brand new. And some people thought, oh no, I thought it's just uh, my soul going somewhere. No, your soul is going to go somewhere. But let me just read you some of the teachings of Jesus Himself about this. This is what Jesus says in John five. Uh, 28 and 29 says, do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. And those who have done what 
is good will rise to life, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Okay, so that's Jesus going, hey, there's going to come a time where the dead are raised. Because that's, that's the end, right? John 6, uh, 39 through 40, uh, Jesus says, and this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given to me. So hey, listen, if you place your faith in Christ, um, you belong to him. Jesus does, Jesus does not have butterfingers, okay? Hmm. It says, that I should lose none of those he has given to me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Like, that's the hope of our faith, that Jesus will give us resurrected bodies as well. And that's why, you know, if you're kind of wondering, like, man, what does that even look like? Well, First Thessalonians four sixteen and 17 says it looks like this when Jesus returns. It says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven, another place, right? Mm-hmm. With a loud command, or you could say with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. That's the the hope, and that's why we say, yes, come Lord Jesus. And we get new bodies. Yep. My body has diabetes, and I'm really tired of taking insulin. Yeah. Probably not then, no. My back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> My hands hurt. <laughs> That's... Uh, well, no, but you know what, though? Hang on. Um, a thing to understand about this idea of resurrected bodies, um, I know the question becomes like, okay, what's that going to be like, right? And I love the way that, that the Apostle Paul, I mean, he, 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 he hasn't experienced a resurrected body. He doesn't know, but he's just going the best he can with what he knows. And so mm-hmm. he gives a, a limited uh, picture of it. And he says it like this in First Corinthians uh, fifteen thirty-five. He says, "But some will ask, well, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body will they come? Right? He says, how foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body as He determined, and to each kind of seed He gives it or its own body. And so here's here's the point. Jumping forward to verse forty, He says, "There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies." But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies are another. So basically what he's saying is this, like your body right now, because of being subject to sin, death, decay, it's like a seed. You know, when you sow a seed in the ground, the seed is not really that impressive, right? The impressive thing mm-hmm. is the the plant, the life that explodes from it, that, that emerges from the ground, right? And, and Paul goes, that's us. That's our earthly bodies. It's this thing that's not necessarily anything glamorous. And one day we're going to, we're going to die you know, unless we're here when the Lord returns, okay, our, our body is going to go into the ground, but what he raises from the ground is going to be just like you wouldn't compare a seed to the plant that it gives life to. It's the same with resurrected bodies. That's cool. Right? That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've always wondered, like, well, you know, people who died a few thousand years ago, they're probably just dust now. Yeah, probably. What's it going to look like when they come up? Okay, so think think like a seed. A seed goes down in the dirt but a plant comes out of the dirt. Not that I need to have that. I don't know. That's just how my brain works, Bert. No, do I do the same thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like you, you kind of think about it too. You're like, oh man, well, okay, what if I, if I'm buried, like, do it, like what about the dirt that's on top of my coffin? Right. And it's like, well, no, there was a giant stone rolled in front of Jesus's right. body. And, and there's, there's no problem. <laughs> Cause like, we're talking about the infinite God. He can move dirt or he can put ashes back together or he can put dust back together in the right way. That's not hard for him. You know, 
I've never thought of so much of this before. <laughs> Contingencies. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is great. That's the hope, man. That's the hope. <laughs> and it only comes through Christ. That's right. Yeah. So heaven is the hope of Christians. Yeah. The Bible is pretty specific that the faith in Father and the Son are required. Trusting right. in the Lord are required for for salvation, which right. comes through this. The, the whole topic today rests on knowing who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So, so what if you don't, what if you don't know who Jesus is? You've never <laughs> heard him before. You, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, I want to be careful in what I say here, but, but I think there's some sure. good stuff to know with it. The scriptures don't give a lot to that question. And the reason they don't is because, okay, you do know, right? Like if you're reading the scriptures, um, if you're hearing the gospel, you know exactly who God is, all right? You know that it's that it's Christ. Now, whether you choose to receive that or not, believe that or not, that's on you. But as far as like people who have never heard, here, here's what I would say. I think there's- Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think there's, um, you know, because you also say, okay, what about people who they've only been taught a very, very slanted view of Jesus? Um, I, I'd be hesitant to say much with that other than like, God is pretty powerful. He can make the right thing come forward. So I would just say there's there's space in Romans one where it talks about how within creation um, that God's nature has been revealed so that we are without excuse. So that is to say, like there is enough in creation to point us enough to uh, some kind of saving knowledge, whatever that would look like for somebody who's never heard. Um, but I'd be hesitant to create a conclusive. Here's what it is for those who have never heard, I know that can feel like kind of like a gotcha, like a, what about these people? But here's what I would just say in this. I would take solace in this. The simple fact that God is just. And so everyone will end up exactly where they should, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, how does that work? I don't know, but I know that God is without error and he is just. And mm-hmm. so like the way this will work out will be the right way, whatever that looks like for those who have not heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something I also just, uh, as you were describing that, reminded me of, it might just be me growing up where I've heard this more and more, or maybe we do have a kind of a change in our culture, but I've heard a lot of people telling me, oh, I don't believe that. Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. And they, they accept part of the Bible, yeah. but not the whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of times it has to do with heaven. And I just think that's really interesting that we have this yeah, yeah, I I trust Jesus, I love Jesus. But this other part I'm just going to ignore. I don't know if I've heard that like like what do you mean for like with heaven? So just, you know, how with like people who haven't heard Christ before, oh. you know, and stuff like that. You know, how, you know, how could how could us getting to heaven and having eternal life rest on whether or not we've heard the gospel or not? Right. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, it, it yeah. I mean, it, it does. If you understand the gospel at its most root sense, which is, it is the means through which our sins are removed and we are restored to relationship with God. Right. So one of the worst things we could do with heaven, life, salvation is assume that it's a thing of works, that it's a thing of, okay, if I just do these things, that will make me right with God. 
if I'm a good person, I'm a good person. Yeah. Like if, you know, that heaven is, you know, I, I go into heaven if my good scale weighs down my bad or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like weighs more than my bad. Um, but the scriptures are clear. Like all of us deserve wrath. Like you have, like you and I, we have nothing to brag about to God for the wages of sin is death. That's it. Yeah. Romans. Um, and so what makes us right with God is the, the work of Christ that Jesus has died for our sin, risen from the dead, that he took the penalty for our sin and everyone like, like the, that God has declared everyone who calls out to him um, will be saved. It's why, again, we read this verse earlier, but again, John 6, uh, 39 and 40, where, I'm sorry, it's, particularly it's, it's verse 48, where he says, for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. Okay, mm-hmm. So we could say, okay, like, well, why just that? And the answer is because God, who has been ultimately the one who has been wronged by our sin, has de- like declared, this is the way that you will be saved. Mm. And there's no other way. And so we don't really have the right to say, well, it should be like this or it should be like that because it's not like, it, it's our debt being canceled. And and so the one who's owed the debt gets to decide how it's canceled. Right. <laughs> and I, I do think um, given the eternal love that's displayed between the father and the son, if there were another way, he probably would have done it. Um, mm. You think about like Jesus at that moment where he's, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, Father, if it's at all possible for this cup to pass, oh, yet yeah. uh, not as I will, but your will be done, that would indicate that there's only one way to be saved, and there's only one way for that to happen, and that was the work of Christ on the cross and in the resurrection. Hmm. And we go into a lot of that and talking about receiving Christ and what it means to, to receive salvation through him. We talk a lot about that in our celebrate Easter episode. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of our episodes, we actually go back to that because in it's reality, the main thing. It's, it's the, the most main important thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so give it a listen. Yeah. So that is, I want to say even just a, like we just took our hand in the, in the ocean of conversations about heaven. And we just drew just a little handful (laughs) of water. So why do Christians believe in heaven? Uh, Because of Jesus. (laughs) Sunday school answer, but it's true. Because we do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully that answered some questions for you. No, No, but you know what? But we we could say that. So just in case we haven't answered that question, why do Christians believe in heaven? We've talked all about heaven, but the answer is because Jesus who claimed to have come from heaven and return to heaven. None of us have been there. Hmm. He was. He said, this is what it's like. This is what gets you in. This is what uh, awaits you. That's why we believe in heaven. That's good. That's good and simple, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I've prayed to that Jesus in heaven, and those prayers have been answered. There you go. Not yeah. every time. He's not a genie. There's right. no formula that makes this stuff happen. It's just the love of the God who created everything myself and you included working in this world Amen. so thanks for listening to this episode if you've got a question for the podcast be sure to send it to podcast at wearethebridge.org again i'm mark dickey from the bridge if you want to tune into my show maybe you're like oh they only put an episode out once a week <laughs> you can turn tune into the bridge on our bridge app just visit wearethebridge.org slash app and you can also listen to the podcast right on the app as well 
And if you love hearing from Bert and you want to get to know more about Bert's ministry, uh, head on over to solidground.church. Links for all of that are in our show notes, the podcast notes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.